Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Cup and a Conversation. This is our first podcast focused on the many businesses and stakeholders in our community of Brunswick, Ohio. I'm Grant Angst, the Community and Economic Development Director for the City of Brunswick. Today, I have Mark Preby, President of Proximity Marketing. Proximity Marketing is a marketing company focused on digital marketing with supporting arms across all marketing avenues. Welcome, Mark, and thanks for being here. Thanks, Grant. Good to be here. So, so what's a uh, what's something that people believe you do, or some kind of myth or fallacy that people think about a marketing company such as yourselves, but really isn't? Well, I think probably people think um, we spend our days perpetually posting content on social media or that we spam people. So we've had a long history uh, in email marketing, and I love email mar- marketing. I still do even even after all this time because it's a very simple way to reach out to people and have a direct uh, touch point with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people, when you say, hey, we're in the email marketing business, for example, they say, oh, you're the ones that send me all that spam. Um, you know, in that case, there's a fallacy because we view that as a – a tool to be used with existing customers. It's a way to continually educate people you have a relationship with. Um, When we tell people we're in the internet space, um, again, social media, they may think we're just posting pictures of what we had for lunch. Um, But social media to me is a tool that can be used again to target very specific audiences. There there are nuances and um, paid programs that we use that are are completely different than what somebody may think we're doing. Um, I, I would just tell you, Grant, that a lot of times when we start talking to companies to see how we can help them succeed, we look at what they're currently doing, and they're doing all the things you would think as a business you should do, sure. and, but oftentimes they confuse activity with results. So, hey, we're posting on social media. Hey, we're blasting out emails. We're doing, but they don't look at really determining, well, what is happening once you do that? Are you getting impressions? Are you getting clicks? Are you getting, ultimately for us, our win is a conversion. So did somebody take action that moved them down the sales funnel or the marketing funnel that said, yes, I want to engage with this company? And it might be a purchase. In many cases, it's, it's uh, requesting a quote or asking to talk to somebody. That's terrific. So over your career, Mark, what, what are some of the important lessons you've learned um, I think you need to operate with integrity. You know what I've learned over time is that uh, as a business and as a person, reputation matters. So um, you have to you have to really work in an ethical uh, environment, whether or not the client's aware of what you're doing, whether or not the, the consumer out there. So uh, it, it, it's a small world. It's a smaller, smaller world. So if you build a reputation of taking care of people. Um, you have nothing to worry about. If you if you take advantage of people, then then word gets around. So speaking of that, speaking of taking care of people and uh, community interaction, um, I'm aware most of our listeners may not be that that uh, you actually won the uh, community advocate award from Medina County Economic Development Corp at one point, uh, just not very long ago, maybe a year or two ago. Uh, which is very well deserved. I happen to Thank know you, you w- quite well, Mark, and your and your organization. Um, but you you do a lot of work in the community. You do a lot of giving. Um, 
what are some of the some of the activities that you've gotten involved with and and how did you go from corporate to giving is that one and the same is that part of it what's that strategy look like well it it's interesting so just a, just a quick history in the first half of proximity's life we really focused on um, messaging and in our messaging world our clients were all over the United States so we did I did a lot of traveling and etc and then over time as our business began to develop uh, into full-fledged digital marketing and, and consulting I realized that you know there's a lot of competitors all over the world there's a lot of opportunities all over the world but we had made a decision probably about uh, I don't know 12 14 years ago that we really wanted to focus on working with companies here in certainly in Medina County Northeast Ohio broadly and we really had very little brand presence locally because frankly our clients were, were everywhere so what I found is the more I went out and talked to people in the community indirectly the more it also helped our business so there 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 is a, a little bit of a selfish hey let's get out and build branding but I will tell you that what we found is we loved helping the community we help being uh, one of the things I love about Brunswick and I love about Medina County is um, it's right sized right so here if I want to be able to make an impact and I need help you tend to know who the people are in your community to reach out to and it is it is easy to have many hands help solve solve a problem um, so as I said a while ago, we, we started getting involved, and we've had the pleasure, and I say we, it's not just me, but I have a team of people who are, are like-minded and share the same community sense, which is if we go out and do good in the community, A, we're making the community better, but B, it's also good because we've built relationships, and, and, and who knows. Um, so we're involved. I'm, I'm involved. I'm, I'm on the board at the Northern Medina County Chamber Alliance, which which represents the northern tier of the county, and 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 certainly a big part of that is is Brunswick. Um, I've been involved uh, in leadership Medina County. In fact, my wife is in the class this year, which is which is great. And and your wife is a partner in your yes, business. Yes, my right? my wife Allison is my business partner. She's been my business partner, and um, some people say I have no idea how as as spouses you can you can manage, but we've done it really quite well for for a long time. Uh, so yeah, many people on our team have been involved uh, in leadership Medina County. Uh, I've served on the board at the United Way. I'm heavily involved in Medina County Economic Development Corporation, which is a really great countywide uh, entity to help build economic development, obviously here. So uh, and many other things, and we get pulled into food drives and stuff the bus campaigns and uh, playground campaigns and all kinds of great yeah. things. So we we really enjoy it. That's fantastic. So. You've seen a lot of things. You, you've you've had a lot of hats. You've worn them. You've had to as a sure. as a business owner starting out early on. Mm -hmm. And uh, while while proximity might be in its twenty seventh year, you've probably been thinking or or acting in this fashion for quite some time. And there have to be lessons learned along the way, uh, whether that be whether that be a lesson for yourself or for your team. Uh, what are some of those that are critical in your thinking process of how proximity obtains a client and goes to market with that client this this probably sounds a little cliche but we really um, you know we're, we're we're a small agency there's there's really ten of us that 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 drive the business and I I guess as I get a little bit older I, I 
I look and I, you can look back and see the way that you've operated and then start to form some framing around what your philosophy is. And I really do love that what we do, our why, if you will, is helping businesses succeed, right? So we we act as an extension as, uh, a, really as a marketing agency, we act as an extension of our clients and our company. So we're part of their team. So, you know, one of my lessons uh, that we talk about all the time as the team is really understanding and knowing our clients, understanding what they do, why they do it, what their ultimate goals are. And I think when you align on that same page, um, good things happen. And, you know, I've been around long enough to, to recognize that not all business is equal. So sometimes you may bring on um, a customer, and for many different reasons, it may not be a fit philosophically, uh, goal-wise, expectations, et cetera. And what I have found is it's better early on to exit those relationships and keep building on the ones that, that you have success and you share that same um, same philosophy, whether it be of the, of the world, of the economy, of your team, of people, et cetera. Um, so I just I really believe that you should be aligned with customers. Uh, and the other thing I think is really investing in your in your team. Um, we're 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 big on finding ways to have our team involved in the community, having our team take um, leadership roles on projects. And you know, it, if a business is built around one person or a founder, it really isn't a sustainable entity. So um, we try to find ways to help our team grow and and be leaders. That's terrific. So so you mentioned something interesting, Mark. That that you're okay with exiting certain businesses, certain client relationships. Not looking at that as, as a failure mode, because I, I think sometimes we as a community don't, uh, in the economic world, don't value failure the way I think it should be. I agree. Because if you, it's not really failure, it's a learning process, in my opinion. Right. And, and I'm wondering how you feel about that. Is What... What looks? What do you look at as far as your process goes or your teamwork? And you say, what's the determining factor of this isn't working out? We we need to move on. Is it just a feeling? Is there a process? Is there are there set set series of objectives? How does that look? I I, I think depending on depending on the situation, it's probably all of the above. But but generally, it's one of those in in situations. So I I agree. I <clears throat> I embrace failure. It's it's tough sometimes if you have a relationship or a program that, that doesn't work. But the great part about what we do in the digital marketing space is um, we can watch something and adjust and try it again, adjust and keep keep working on it. So when I when I talk about you know parting ways or or, or failure, etc., I, I guess I'm thinking in in terms of relationships and working with with companies. So sometimes philosophically it may simply be you know what we've got a customer that isn't really treating our team well and that's that's probably the predominant component and if they're not treating it it really is a partnership right i was at a, i was at an event one time and it was a vendor relationship topic and one of the speakers said well, you know i feel like if i'm paying somebody five thousand dollars that they should do whatever i want blah 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 and the other person had said something that i i think about all the time what I'm paying them is equal to the service that we're getting, so it is a, a true partnership. We don't treat our vendors, and I don't like using that word. I like the term partners. Uh, we don't treat our vendors like they are beneath us. They're bringing a level of service that is meant to help us succeed. So sometimes if somebody has that attitude, you could just, you know, you know and you'll know pretty early 
Um, is it going to be a good fit for us? Maybe different for other for other people. Um, you know, there are other things like maybe the skill set that we have doesn't align, and it's a lesson for us that we we need to bring in extra resources, or we need to spend time learning that that space, um, or just other things, budgetary, etc. But but I think there is the things that where you do get better are a lot of instances where you fail or where things didn't go as planned and you gear up and get ready for the next engagement. That's that's terrific. And in, in thinking about it in those terms, so let's say something weren't to work out when when you were when you were young in this profession and you were working through, if there were something else you would be doing or want to do, what what would that be? You mean if I wasn't running proximity marketing? Correct. Sure. If if you weren't running proximity marketing, if this hadn't worked out, uh, is there some other field of study of of interest you would have gone down the pathway? You know that is a that's a great question because I, you know, I started proximity uh, about a year out of out of college, uh, out of Ohio State, uh, and I worked at an ad agency for about a year. And then I looked around and said, it's a nice nice company. I, I think I, I could do this. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I'd probably find myself in some client-facing role, pr- probably in some sort of sales role. I love helping people find solutions. And I'm, I'm somebody that loves uh, the field of sales because I really believe what you're doing, if you're acting ethically, is helping somebody solve a problem. So if you can help them solve the problem um, – and and make a living, I think that is that's phenomenal. So I'd I'd probably be in some role like that, or 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 maybe some community advocacy role uh, at at an entity. So who knows? Okay. So so talk talking a little bit about um, the Ohio State University. <laughs> so, Thank you for correcting me. Yes. So <laughs> so you you graduated from high school, and mm-hmm. and was that from around this area? Yes. Uh, I as well as my my siblings went to. Um, Holy Name High School in, in Parma Heights. So, so you grew up in Northeast Ohio. Yep, grew up in North Royalton. North Royalton, just yeah. up the road. Just up the road, right? Fantastic. And and uh, as a youngster, uh, you always had the dream to go into marketing, or you you thought about other businesses. What what were some of your main interests in in a, as a child growing up and going through high school? Well, it, it's funny. I remember, my... we're we're a public broadcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny, Grant. I I mean, I will tell you that my my father. Uh, owned a roofing company over in Valley City, a, a, a commercial roofing company called Tri-County Roofing. So we we always talked business at the dinner table or more more often listened about business. And, and so I, I think that uh, in our family, two out of three of us are, are entrepreneurs. And so for me, I was always that mindset of that's what we were geared towards, right? So I always felt like um, I wanted to own a business. Uh, I always gravitated towards the creative side of, of advertising and, and, and marketing, um, so it's no surprise. In fact, I remember you take those tests in high school of what you're good at, and what uh, what came back is that I was I was good at um, computers, and uh, and advertising marketing was a high interest, and I should go in that space. So you know, fast forward, it's not a it's a pretty linear line to see where I ended up. <laughs> Well, well, you're kind of like the poster child of of those tests now. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's how often do we we say they they don't know what they're talking about? It's dead on here. So, so did your when you when you told told uh, your family members, I'm going to start a marketing company. What was their reaction? Y- you know, it's 
I don't think they were surprised at all. I I think they were surprised that I had started young. Um, and in fact, I I just had this conversation with somebody the other day who is probably about my age now, who uh, is becoming an entrepreneur for the first time and bought a business, bought an existing business, but had never done that. And I give that person a lot of credit because, you know, they have a house, they've got kids, they've got a mortgage, they've got, you know, these roots and these, and, and had built a pretty successful lifestyle. And, you know, when I started Proximity, quite honestly, I had nothing to lose. Didn't have a wife. I had a a girlfriend who became my wife, didn't have a house, didn't have any kids. So if I failed, I, I thought the worst thing that would happen is I would go get a job, right? Um, but my family was extremely supportive. Um, my father and my brother actually uh, loaned us the money to start, and it, they've always been very supportive of, of business. That's, that's exciting. That really is, to be able to have that support. And do you think entrepreneurs themselves in general – have some support mechanism in place to move forward or, or do they come from different areas of being so challenged that they they're going to make a difference what do you what have you seen in your entrepreneurial days uh, i th- i think many entrepreneurs or at least many that i know have a, have a pretty strong um support base and it's generally their spouse right i mean I, it, you have to be a little a little bit uh, of a dreamer, a little bit crazy to to start a business, and I, I, you have to have suspend the the sort of suspended disbelief, I guess, is the phrase that you know, the majority of businesses fail in the first five years, and nobody starts a business saying that you know they expect to fail. So you have to convince yourself, but it it's tough. Owning a business is 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 not for everybody. You you there are many many ups and downs, and it is not like oh. Once you open, flip the d- open sign, business starts pouring in. It is a knockdown, drag out battle that takes many, many years, right? So having a good support system, I, I bet you there's a correlation between having a strong support of, um, of maybe peers or certainly family um, relative to those that succeed, because it, it you take a lot of take a lot of lumps. I I can I can attest to that actually. Yes, yes I know you can. So. Um, what makes you happy? What makes you smile these days, Mark? When you look out the look out the window and you see the world and you want to go experience, what helps Mark move forward? Well, I I take a lot of pride in that we have um, been around as long as we have, that we have built um, a nice level of success. Um, what I was thinking about this grant, <coughs> grant because we have our our. Uh, uh, company party coming up, and I was thinking about what what I wanted to say. And to me, again, we're highly motivated by helping seeing the success of clients. So, how do you measure the success of a company? Well, you know, you look at a client, and they're putting on an addition. They're hiring more people. Um, they're investing in their people. They they're spending more money with us. I, all of those things are great indicators that we're helping clients grow. So, it for me. I think I'm at a point in my career where looking at those as as wins is is um, is pretty awesome. That's excellent. So, did you like school growing up? Did you like school in college? Did you did you thrive in those environments? I I did like school. I I really you know I was 12 years at Catholic school, um, and I I did really enjoy 
school, still have many friends from there. Uh, went back, was on the board at Holy Name for a long time because my kids went there as well. Um, I felt like I really enjoyed that. Uh, was I a model student at the Ohio State University? <laughs> I graduated. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I think I, you know, college is learning to be an adult, right? So being away is how do you take responsibility and, and do it. So I enjoyed the classes. I think back now and I think education's wasted on the youth because there were so many great resources and things that I probably could have taken advantage of. And my main goal was to basically just get through school. Um, but I did, and, and it's it's been great. You say that, though, mm-hmm. and you say that it's about helping helping the youth grow up right? and, and go through that process, and, and it seems like life's a process or, or getting a client's a process, doing these different things. But you have become a success, depending upon how you measure success. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you've got a successful business. You've got a fantastic family. You have had some tremendous experiences in life. What else, what else, Mark, in the sense of, of don't you think college perhaps prepared you for these things? Yeah, definitely. And, and I think sometimes I think what you learn outside the classroom is more as valuable as, as what you learn in the classroom, right? Obviously in the class you, you, you learn the information, but then you learn how to negotiate and work with different professors and learn their style. And I think those are things that you take with you when you have a job or a career and work with people. But, you know, when I was at Ohio State, I <clears throat> I still say this is the favorite job I ever had. I worked for Ohio State's newspaper, The Lantern, and I sold advertising. And it was a daily paper. So the more I, I sold advertising, the more money that I made. And I learned the beauty of straight commission sales. But what you learn there is, and which certainly helped me when I went out to start proximity, is um, you know what's important to people when you're you're trying to help them understand what value they see in something. Um, I, I learned what it's like to be fired by somebody if their advertising wasn't effective or they did, they had a you know some something. Uh, I learned what it was like to work with managers and and coworkers, etc. Um, but then also. You know, we've all been here where you live in a house off campus and you have roommates and somebody's got to pay the bill or somebody didn't pay the electric bill, et cetera. So I think those are life journeys that are life lessons you learn that you take with you. I I am personally, by the way, I'm I'm a believer that, that most people should live away from home, at least for a little while uh, during college, because it does force you to deal with issues probably your parents took care of your whole life. <laughs> So, so what, uh, what are you passionate about in life? Getting away from the business for a moment. Clearly, you've been passionate about your business because it wouldn't be where it is today without that. What are some of the things that you've become passionate about? Um, I, I mean, I guess, it, again, it's hard to separate from, from business, but I, I, I'm passionate about the next generation, so how do I... Um, help my kids succeed? How do I help them become and continue to be good people, right? So that may sound a little self-serving, but frankly, um, I'm at a point in my life where I spend a lot of time making sure that, that they're doing the right things and seeing opportunities. I feel like, and I mentioned this a little bit, there were a lot of opportunities that I sort of bypassed because I was focused on other things, uh, that the resources that are out there um, 
are being taken advantage. And maybe that's why I love so many things in the community. I feel like there are all these assets that most people, they're busy living their lives, aren't aware of. So um, I I do like helping people realize how they can reach their, their maximum potential by um, taking advantage of things, taking advantage of things that are that are out there. So I am passionate about that. So, so uh, how would if nobody knew who you were, Mark, and you had to describe yourself, how would how would you describe yourself on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, te- I'm, te- I'm teasing. Um, I would describe myself as somebody that is um, by nature curious. Um, friendly. I, I I am a relationship builder. And and uh, and and the connector. I I love helping people connect with other other people to um to grow. And somebody I think that is is caring and and fun. Wow. I don't know. Would you would you say that, Grant? <laughs> I would actually. And, and that word fun, I think, in in your life is really important. Sure. Because and fun, not just um, having a good time, but having an enjoyable life across the board. Right. I mean, would would you say that when you look at things out there and you talk about wanting to make sure your kids are good people, uh, would would you say that it's important for you to work with your children as you have, and I know you have, for them to look at life as being, look at all these opportunities. But remember, be nice. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we're here and the things we have around us make make our world, right? So what we choose to bring into our lives. So I, I am one that thinks being positive produces positivity, right? Being grateful, you, 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 you find more things to be grateful for, frankly. So uh, I am a big advocate of fun. We like to bring fun to our office um, through lots of different things, um, surprise events that we have, things that are just, you know, goofy and fun and taking, you know, trying not to maybe take our work seriously but not take ourselves seriously, right? Um, I think there's a lot to see out in the world. So uh, we've done our fair share of, of traveling um, because uh, there's a lot of great things to see. And, you know, we spend a lot of our time away from work. Um, you know, we work, work like dogs during the week, but on the weekends we decompress. Um, we, we have a place up at the up at the lake, and we like to go up there and have fun and, and just forget about things for a while. But I, I think... You have to have good, I guess people today would call it work-life balance, right? But you you have to, you can't burn yourself out, and, and you may as well enjoy the ride. That's a good point. So, so Mark, this is a cup and a conversation. Um, if you could have a cup of coffee with any person or persons in the last 25 years, who who is it that you would have that cup of coffee with? Probably be Carl DeForest, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Carl DeForest, the city manager, uh, yeah. of city of Brunswick? City of Brunswick, right? Um, boy, that's a that's a great question. I I, I guess I've always admired uh, inventors. Um, so if we we're going past that, the Thomas Edison's of the world, um, uh, maybe people who who um, 
maybe don't share exactly the same worldview, but have done some really incredible and bold things out there. Uh, Elon Musk would be somebody today, for for example. Um, I always I always wanted to to meet Sam Walton. Uh, I just he built something from absolutely nothing in one lifetime, and you look at how uh, omnipresent Walmart and Sam's Club and and just the incredible success. And to me, I, I guess I've always loved that one lifetime build and not somebody that's done something over three or four uh, family generations. Um, so I, from, from that standpoint, I'm, I'm always intrigued by people who, who come up with something completely different and take that chance. And sometimes they succeed. Sometimes it's the third or fourth thing they try that, that makes it happen. That goes back to our discussion we had earlier regarding failure. It's okay to fail and get back up. Sure. Yeah. Heinz 57. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Abraham Lincoln. I mean, it's one of my favorite uh, stories. I mean, he, I think, ran for six, seven different political offices, failed every time, uh, failed in business, uh, had some mental breakdowns, et cetera, and kept going, kept going, and becomes president of the United States. Yes, very much so. So what's something that people don't know about you, Mark, that, that you think that would be important for them to know about you. I mean, you've been very revealing here, and we appreciate that. But what's something about yourself most I, people don't know? I, d- I don't know. I don't know if there's something that would be important to know about me because I I tend to be an open open book, right? So most everything that I, um, I mean, I guess a lot of people would say, "Boy, Mark is fun. We love going out, and you know, I I enjoy, for example, live music. So that's a a lively scene, but um, in in my quiet moments, I I enjoy um, sitting on my porch drinking coffee, watching the birds, and being sort of just a quiet nerd at times. Because <laughs> we all need some downtime, right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. So so we're currently in the holiday season, as they say, as opposed sure. to Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, the holidays. What is your favorite holiday? I probably Thanksgiving. How come? I, I, I because because it's it's time with family. Um, I will tell you, I've had some really great uh, Thanksgivings. So with my family growing up, but also uh, you know my wife's family. They are from uh, Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and we haven't gone over there in a few years. But I love going over and and the old school sitting at the kitchen table. Everyone's got a drink or a shot, and they're talking politics and world life and solving problems and, you know, arguing and uh, sharing opinions. But then at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're, you're having a, a celebration together and you're all, you're all kin. I just absolutely love that. So to me, I look forward to, to seeing family every year. That's great. That's great. So Mark, you've built a successful business. You've been here in Brunswick for many years. You have a fantastic team at Proximity Marketing. So how has the city been of value to you, your employees, your your proximity marketing? How have how has the city of Brunswick been your catalyst? Uh, I love being in the the city of Brunswick. It has it really was um, a blessing that we we came here. We came here frankly because uh, when we are on the market for a building, 
this building was available, and I didn't put a lot of thought into other than maybe where our, our team would be relocating from, et cetera. Uh, but we, we've been here in Brunswick for, I think, maybe since 2005. And I will tell you, just from the, the uh, help from the city of connecting, being introduced to people, being made aware of opportunities in which um, maybe there's a problem to solve, being asked to participate in things where we could lend a hand. Um, the city actually, frankly, has done a great job of making sure all the tools that are there for businesses to succeed um, are there. Luckily for us, you know, we don't have a lot of issues with with legislative or even infrastructure things. But I can tell you, everybody around me, I'm I'm in the the industrial park and the business parks here. Um, it's important for them that they can run their businesses successfully by making sure the roads are in great shape, making sure there's infrastructure here, um, like our fiber network, et cetera. So um, the city's been great. You know, I I've, I've had the pleasure to work with you and 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 work with others, and it is. Um, very pro-business, which I very much appreciate. And it's, it's good for everybody. Well, Mark, we're, we're thrilled you're here. A uh, couple other quick quick items that I want to make sure we, we okay. do cover. Um, I know you thought that was the big conclusion, <laughs> but, but no, no, we have more, just a few. Okay. So so how do you channel your energy? I mean, you, you tend to be an up guy. I don't, I, I don't remember a time I've seen you negative or down. Everybody vents at some point in time. But how do you channel your energy, and, and does that require you to be the intense mark or the laid-back mark or the, the mark that uh, can't handle technology at times? Um, <laughs> what, what does that look like? Well, I will tell you one thing first. I have learned to, to, to direct your energy based on um, – you know, everybody has different energy levels of different days, right? So sometimes you, you – you're, you're ready to go, and some days you're just you don't have that energy level. But I'm a morning person, and I'll tell you the first thing I've learned is I don't I try to stay away from people who are not morning people because I just irritate the heck out of them. <laughs> 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 right? Uh, but no, in serious uh, seriousness, when it, when I when I uh, am off my game or don't you know I need to channel energy, I just try to um, try to find quiet space and, and work alone or work on rudimentary tasks and let my team do the things that they need to do or if it's client-facing, let client... Uh, I have a great team, so I could step away from pretty much anything going on and know that they're going to take care of it. So, uh, you know, if you're in a bad mood sometimes or something else is in your life, you're better off being removed from that conversation and um, and readdressing things later. So, yeah. Mark, I appreciate that. Statement very much. <laughs> no problem. So, um, Mark, I, I just can't thank you enough for being here for our podcast, Cup in a Conversation. Mark Preby, president and founder of Proximity Marketing here in Brunswick, Ohio. Any last words, Mark? No, just an honor to be here, and I, I appreciate the uh, the Cup in the Conversation grant. Thank you. Mark, we're, uh, we're very grateful that you are in Brunswick and all that you do for the community. A lot of things that uh, go unmentioned and the support that you've given the community members at all levels. And uh, thank you for being here and being a supporter of the City of Brunswick. Thank you, Grant. Appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. The content for this program was produced by the Community and Economic Development Department.
This show is brought to you by Brunswick Podcasts, powered by Bat.